I am very much also oriented to push the um, anyone thinking about retirement into changing it to rewirement and refirement. You see what I mean? Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Dr. Karen Gedney of DRG Consulting. Dr. Ken, Dr. Karen, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Gresham. Super excited to have you on, and the pleasure is all ours. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Dr. Karen so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Dr. Karen is an internal medicine specialist who was placed in a male prison to do a four-year payback for a scholarship she received and turned, in, turned it into a calling that lasted 30 years. When she left that career, she started her business, DRG Consulting LLC, and became a speaker prison reform activist, expert medical witness, and the author of 30 Years Behind Bars, Trials of a Prison Doctor. Dr. Karen, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Yes, I am. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Well, I think the biggest thing is that uh, if you spend 30 years as a paid salaried person, and then you retire, you are faced with, well, what do I exactly do next? And I have to admit, I ended up trying two things. I was had a foot in both the correctional world and the medical world. So I got a new degree in medicine, anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And then I also became involved in uh, speaking about my um, let's say experiences and writing my book because I realized that there had never been a book written by a female prison doctor in the United States. And I had done 30 years and let's say uh, was at the forefront of prison reform and HIV epidemics and everything before anybody really started talking about anything. And I actually looked at both and then I realized I would make the greatest impact where there was the least amount of voice. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I started. And I realized, okay, Karen, this has to be a little bit more than a hobby, <laughs> right? If you're going to do it, you should really function like a business. Not that money is my criteria, but many people told me, hey, Karen, don't keep doing things for free be paid and then you can always funnel that money into things that you uh, consider worthwhile. And that made more sense to me. That's how I sort of got into it. Nice. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and you know, of course, being able to, to write your book and do all the awesome things that you're, you're able to um, you're able to do. But I, I think it, it makes so much sense. I, I really believe like a lot of times we go through experiences and um, have different gifts and, you know, talents as well, too. Um, but we have to make sure that in order for us to you know sustain those talents, we have that, you know, the lights are kept on, so to speak. And, and it's so important that you're able to do that. And I think when you're able to do that, you're able to make an even bigger impact because you are able to to also, you know, support those things that you care about and that you um, know that you want to support. Correct. 
And I also realized that I had to really rewire my brain. I mean, to really go from a salaried person to someone who, um, in, in more so than the average person, Gresham, because imagine 30 years in a prison, mm -hmm. uh, you are kept off computers for security reasons. So I had no social presence for 30 years. And then to enter that was, let's just say a dinosaur <laughs> experiencing a car and going, what is that? And is this really useful for me? So it was a tremendous shift. Yeah, I imagine. And like you said, I appreciate you, you know, uh, mentioning that and sharing that about, you know, that transition that you had um, and uh, having to, to relearn a lot of different skills and understand how best to, to kind of, you know, take your business and the book, you know, to another level. So I guess, could you tell us a little bit more on, you know, on that journey and also like what you came to, like how you work with your clients and, and a little bit more about your book as well? Yeah, well, I uh, let it, let's say I started first with little speaking gigs at community service clubs and then I had written the book, but I had no idea how to, like, should I self-publish, publish, that sort of thing. And then I realized, well, I actually wanted to self-publish mainly because I wanted it to be my story. And I realized that publishers, they are shooting for, a, let's say, a different world than I am. And they would probably just I don't know, promote the, the, the gruesome parts and leave out the good parts. And I wanted it to be mine. And, and plus, I wasn't really oriented to make money. I wanted to actually expose the society to a world and see it through the eyes of someone oriented to heal, not the captive side, the captor side, and uh, what you tend to see in movies. I wanted to roll back the curtain. And that's why I kept it uh, self-published. But I knew that I had to get help because I really had no idea about websites and social media. And there was actually a company in my area that uh, sort of did a bit of everything in-house. Uh, not that they were excellent at everything, but it got me a, a foot in the front door, right? And so then it was like, okay, now I have the website. Now I've got uh, my little Facebook thing going and my LinkedIn thing. And the book is on Amazon. And then what do you do next, right? Uh, and, and that was actually the hardest step for me because I never was used to promoting myself. Everybody came to me in the prison, right? <laughs> I never promoted myself. And I have to admit that I ran into a mentor who was incredible for me. And that was uh, Pat Lynch, who was the CEO of Women's Radio. Mm. And she interviewed me uh, because I became a proponent to abolish the death penalty. And then she uh, said, hey, Karen, you could be the voice for prison reform in the United States. You have a unique voice. You could be this, you could be that. And it was almost sort of scary that here I have <laughs> this you know, woman who has been in the business a long time. And uh, she started nudging and pushing me into things that uh, she goes, okay, now you have to become involved with women's organizations and then you have to get publicity. And as you know, we met on the National Publicity Summit, right? And I realized, yeah, that's, that makes sense to me to actually invest in myself so I can interact with media and publicity.
I also, uh, when I know you talk about CEOs, about uh, their sort of hacks or like some other weird things they may do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized, and, and this is a very bizarre hack, but in my area, uh, one of the um, prisons, which is Nevada State Prison, is a territorial prison from 1862 and ran till 2012. And I had done work there as well. And it's in my uh, town, basically. I have three prisons sort of on the outskirts of Carson City, Nevada. And they turned it into a historical society. And I thought, well, this is interesting. Uh, I love history and I can actually once in a while be a tour guide and promote my book, you know, in the historical prison. You see what I mean? I was starting to think of odd things uh, (laughs) to promote my book. So that's, that's very important, I think, for everyone who's working in that field, especially who just starting out, that's the thing. And coming from the mindset, it's one thing like you who probably started as a CEO, you know, that, that level of CEO. It's very different for people who are, let's say the retirement arena, who have been sort of brainwashed for a salary and doing this. And I am very much also oriented to push the um, anyone thinking about retirement into changing it to rewirement and refirement. You see what I mean? And then, uh, and because I have that medical piece in anti-aging, it, it sort of fits there too. And I can use the concept of my why or my purpose is uh, really in the prison reform arena and they have to find something where the why is big enough. And this is an absolute necessity for every CEO. If it's just to make money, that, that to me is, uh, I think all CEOs need a vision and they have to have a really strong why. And then once they're there, then becomes the how and the what. And to me, I'm at the vision and the why, and I'm just starting to climbing on the how and the what. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing that and and definitely, you know, hearing about your journey and continue, hopefully, you know, to hear about your journey. And I love that kind of nugget because I often say, um, first of all, I love, you know, many things that you said, especially about the rewiring and the refiring piece, because I think so many times, you know, when you start a business or for you know, lack of a better term, if you start anything, you have to kind of rewire yourself. We forget about that mindset piece and how you have to kind of relearn some of the things you've been learning from years. But I, I appreciate you sharing that journey because I think so many times we can get so attached to the how of what we're doing and we forget about our why, we forget about our mission, and we forget that to truly kind of innovate and do things, especially if there isn't a path that's created, you have to kind of understand why you're doing it and then let the how kind of manifest itself after that. So I wanted to ask you now for my absolute favorite question, which I call uh, the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. And as an activist and and speaker and doing so many phenomenal things as an author, I wanted to ask you, Dr. Karen, what does being a CEO mean to you? A CEO to me means that I have to take my vision and actually Um, make it in a way that I reach the greatest amount of people and that what returns I get from it, I can return 
to society. That's what a CEO means to me. Um, and my investment in terms of my money and my time is that I do not want to go broke. <laughs> let's, let's be clear about that one. Yes. But um, my investment is the enjoyment for me. It's actually the enjoyment I get from what I'm doing. And, and I will share, Gresham, that like in the prison, what kept me also going all those years, you know, it's one thing to take care of medicine and heal people. Okay, that's a piece. But what kept me going was I created programs in the prison. And when I taught, and when I saw the light go on on their eyes and them shift, that actually was really what kept me going. You know, to take someone with diabetes and then you help them, but then they just go back and just, you know, eat junk constantly and come back to you. This is not fulfilling for me, but uh, to see the light go on and then shift and then also to help others made all the difference. And that's one of the reasons I stayed. Nice. I, I truly appreciate that. And I, I say so often that we always forget about the human aspect of business and even of life, you know, on a deeper level. So to kind of see and, and see that impact and to have that vision and manifest itself and, you know, helping and making that impact in people's lives, which we often will forget about, is so huge. So truly, you know, appreciate that, Dr. Karen. And, and so um, now I wanted to pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you want to let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book and find about all the awesome things that you're working on? Well, the best way to get the book is on Amazon. And I also did the audio. So if you don't like to read, but listen while you jog or something, I did the audio. And my website is discoverdrg.com. And, and that's the best way to get hold of me. Uh, and, and one thing, Gresham, um, I think I, I, my message for your audience is really the baby boomers who um, I know my generation, they were the idealistic ones. They do not want to get old and they don't want to become irrelevant. And I think a lot of them are a bit spinning their wheels, like uh, what exactly am I going to do? And I really think that uh, the best thing is to take your knowledge base and use it in service and turn it into a business so you up your skills and your connections and make a difference and be mentors in whatever your area is. You know, my mentors is, my mentoring piece is actually, I mentor kids who have a parent in prison. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do. And, uh, and they become sort of like my godchildren and they keep me young. And, uh, you know, they make me go to Wild Island, which is like a water slide park and stuff <laughs> like that, right? So. Yes, absolutely. Well, Dr. Can truly appreciate that. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I love, you know, that last message that you that you mentioned. I think so many times when you're um, kind of reinventing yourself and trying to figure out where to go, as you mentioned, like sometimes baby boomers might be going through that stage. Sometimes you might feel like you don't have anything or you don't know what to do or you're starting from, you know, zero or below zero negative, right. whatever. Yeah. But we have so many things that you can kind of lean on. So if you look into the things that you've been doing, the expertise that you have, sometimes we don't realize that you can build a business around that and realize that there's other people that can that need your expertise, that need your experience and that you can kind of teach and learn from. So appreciate you for mentioning that, of course, for doing that as well, too. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. 
Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO Podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.